Today on The Bottom Shelf, we are talking about a movie that is masquerading as The Last Airbender. Welcome to the bottom shelf, everybody. So happy to have you on today's episode where we determine if bad movies really are as bad as everybody says. I am the tech officer. Uh, I am John forever, forever hating Glix's guts. Uh, with me, we have the captain, the one, the only Dallas Hey, what's going on, guys? Glad to have you all here. And just remember, uh, John Glicks is the only reason why this spaceship stays in orbit around the planet Geekery. Hey, you know, I still have hacks on mine, so... And I remember hacking hacks in uh, the previous PRM. Mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then with us, we have our science officer, uh, Kevin. The hey, Dapper I'm Man. Kevin, and I have movies, and I have a box of movies over here. He has more than a box. Kevin he, robbed Hollywood Video and Hastings. And the Library of Congress. And is still living in 1985 with a Blockbuster card. I do have a Blockbuster card. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and guesting with us today, we have the Admiral Celeste Mora. Ooh, didn't know I got a, a rating. Well, I yeah, mean, I know her. Yeah, well, well you're connected I, to somebody I, on the ship. So, te technically, I just gave you a higher ranking than your husband. So, happens. It takes place. So you know, more like the CFO, but whatever. <laughs> so, what do we have in store today? Anybody has anybody excavated the planet recently? Uh, I believe that's Kevin's job. Yeah, um, I've came across something over here. And for some reason, I don't know what's with this particular one, but it looks trashy. I mean, I'm not sure trash. I'm trying to think of other words, but I'm trying to keep it clean. And trashy is the word I want to use. Oh, my goodness. What is yeah, it? It, it? It's 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 pretty brown, though. And it, this movie was made in 2010 called The Last Airbender by the wonderful M. Night Shyamalan. And it's written by him co-produced by him he's directed by him he did a lot on this brown thing right here maybe, maybe nobody else wanted to hold hmm. on let me finish put my rubber gloves I'm on i'm surprised it's not green slime because it's nickelodeon let me look at this there's a warning label on this kevin it says warning this film will destroy your dreams i don't know how you still see make that you years make you mad years after watching it yes, huh. yes it i don't will. see how you see that amongst all this brown and green 
It's right he there. Got a it's rubber glove and like wiped it It's off. right underneath uh, this warning right here that says, "Warning: This movie will ruin your childhood." Yes. That's if we had a childhood. I didn't. <laughs> Kevin sprung into being as an adult. <laughs> he came out a full-grown Irishman. Yes. With yeah. a beard. An angry Irishman. That's, why my, that's why my father gave me whiskey when I was ten. Goodness gracious. Anyway. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, are we all? What are our expectations going into this film? Mm. Not dead yet. <laughs> um, see, you see, your stupid minds, stupid, stupid. Mania. Bravo! Throwback to the last episode. <laughs> Kevin, you you won the award for the show today. Good night, everybody. We're done. <laughs> so long, and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> That was, for those of you who missed the first episode, that was from Plan 9 from Outer Space, which we covered in uh, the first episode. So that that a special made, part. That made my day. I'm crying over here. <laughs> um, I heard the hype before. I've, I've heard the hype about this movie, so I'm going into this movie with very low expectations. Right. I'm going in with, um, um, I remember watching it the first time and having watched um, Avatar uh, beforehand, like the cartoon series. Um, I was not happy when I watched it. And I'm not going to be happy watching it this time. Celeste, I think you're going to love this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Going into this? Mm. <laughs> I have never seen the animated series even going to own it. Right. And I was not going to shave my head bald like certain other um, cosplayers and people, fans would, and paint a blue arrow on my head. I'm actually excited about the fact that you're watching this with us because you've never seen it before. No, series I've never before. had. I'm so, so this sorry is that great... this is your introduction to mm-hmm. the series. Th- this is this, beautiful. To be perfectly honest, Celeste, this makes me happy that Kevin hasn't seen the series before watching this. Because he doesn't have any preconceptions, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm excited. So I'm about the that. odd man out, I guess. <laughs> you right. are what in science we refer to as the control sample. Yes. The rest of us are just angry. <laughs> sound like, well, guys, sound like my parents, like you've met them. <laughs> Yours. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go watch a movie, guys. All, All right. right. Dear listeners, this is your opportunity to escape. Our crew has just entered into the media projection chamber. What horrors and madness that they consume are unknown. Their mental state upon their return is unknown. You have been warned. Okay, quick question. Did you see the angry fans outside? There was, was loads of the them. angry fans. Just floating in space, even. I'm confused by that. Space! <laughs> okay, that, I just thought it was me because I just saw a load of angry people. Raising their fists and pitchforks and stuff. <laughs> I didn't even yeah. know if I could work in this space. I was I was in the theater with my pitchfork and <laughs> fist. I, I saw that. One of it looked rusty. Look like you killed a man. You, I you was gotta watch to... out. You might go to jail for that. It was just an effigy, but you know, <laughs> I needed I M Knight to understand. <laughs> I mean, people to... weren't even throwing cabbages. He needs to feel oh, my pain. Oh, not the cabbages. I know. I like cabbage. My cabbages. Of course you do, Kevin. Shut up. 
Kevin sauerkraut, okay? Kevin will get hey. that joke in a few weeks. <laughs> you know, you know, Kevin, you know, I I wasn't going to say it, but you put it out there, so. You're the one who threw the cabbage. <laughs> All oh right, so goodness. let's let's talk about this um and i'm gonna preface this to celeste we are going to talk we are not going to scream incoherently no no no, we're not gonna scream celeste remember the windows lead to the nether void of space so don't break anything i will do my best no we need oxygen all right so we're going to talk about the the spoiler free uh, we're going to talk spoiler free and about this movie. And then uh, we're just going to change the flow a little bit. After we give the spoiler free, we're going to give our rating. So in case someone decides to watch the movie and they don't want to listen through the spoiler part to hear our rating before they go watch the, uh, it be, they don't want to have to deal with that to hear our rating before they go see the movie. Uh, we'll have our rating between the spoiler and the spoiler free section. That's fair. Um, so let's, let, let's start out with Dallas or I mean, we can all free for all on this a little yeah. bit. Um, what were your guys' thoughts on this movie without talking about the particulars? How? <laughs> I will say, yeah. Ow. Here's my problem. And I'd be curious to get Kevin's point of view as somebody who, who watched the tart, the cartoon show, um, and it's always difficult when you have a live action thing based off of a series of cartoons. Mm-hmm. Very true. And um, to be perfectly honest, they squeeze too much of the first season into this one film. Like it's just way that. too much. And, and and for those who don't know what we're talking about, maybe maybe you got spared. You haven't seen the Last Airbender. Uh, we should have read the, the, the description here. It says this on IMDb. Uh, it follows the adventures of 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 Ong, don't a young don't. successor. To Wait, why not? Don't <laughs> don't. Why are you getting mad? Don't <laughs> to a long. If line I hear Soka, if I hear Soka, I'm going to send you a box of animal feces in the mail, sir. <laughs> I'll say hold it, on, Soka. <laughs> All right, it follows the adventures of Ong, a young no. successor to a long line of avatars who must master all four elements and stop the Fire Nation from enslaving the Water Tribe and the Earth Kingdom. Here's the problem. They summarize the entire first season of a show. Which, for reference, I think think the first season is like 20-ish episodes? 24. 24 episodes. 20-ish. How long are the episodes? 30 minutes? Yeah, about 30 minutes. Okay. A little less when you cut out the time for commercials. All right. So... So 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes. So, so I, okay. I, I feel gypped almost because, and I'll talk about this later in the spoiler section, but there was one storyline that they didn't quite do it justice, but it's one of those of, I understand what you're trying to do and you really did a good job hitting the highlights on it. But I feel so gypped because it was just that one storyline And that one storyline was not super, super important to the main storyline. And then they cut out other parts of the story for that. So I feel gypped because they did really well with that. And if they did really well with that, they could have done really well with the rest of it. Mm. I will go. 
done more time. Sorry. Go ahead. I, no, it's fine. Um, I will say without getting into the details of the movie, I will say mm-hmm. that I agree with Dallas in that they tried to fit. They tried to cram too much into one movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally think that trying to incorporate any of the TV plot line into this movie was the first mistake that they made. You can't take something that is, you know, approximately 14 hours, 12 hours long and try to condense it down into an hour and a half. And it's not, it's not going to be good. You're going to leave somebody out. There's no way you can win that with the fans. It, It will never happen. Um, the, the best TV show to motion picture transition I have ever seen was how they did it with the Star Trek movies where they took the yes. characters, they took the themes and the concepts and applied it to a new narrative. Be That's hard to do in this situation though. Would it though? I mean, they left the TV show on a, on a, on a little bit of a cliffhanger when, when uh, Zuko was all like, where's my mother? They could have had yeah. an entire movie about the search for Zuko's mother. They could have, and they did do comics about that. Mm-hmm. So there, there's there's a lot of nar- unexplored narrative that they could that they could have mm-hmm. tapped into, but instead they're like, "Hey, let's rush this through the crap factory mm-hmm. and smear it on some celluloid and see if we can't turn a quick buck." And that's right. really what it felt like to me. Well, I mean, they put in. Oh, a little over two thirds of the series was half the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, now again, we're all coming from the point of view of we've seen the series. Kevin, what about you, man? Like, like, what are your thoughts? Spoiler free, because you know, we're coming from a very different place because we we're okay. we're angry fans. Okay, right. You're just angry. So, what's your thoughts? <laughs> no one even asked me what I thought. How can you? Know I'm asking I'm you what you thought. We're I just thought it was okay. I didn't think yeah. it was like horrible but i didn't think it was anything good i just thought it was like okay i was like well, I, I i completely forgot after i watched it like an hour later like oh huh, what did i saw but there was a couple of questions i had um one was this also produced by josh reedon because you no. feel like you could have part of this no no okay second there were not enough um, lens flares <laughs> second um are they called avatars or are they called benders all right. So, and, the, and, and, and I made a series. I have to qu- I have to ask this because kay. I mean, you can tell me. Go ahead. So the avatar is the bender that can bend all four elements. In each tribe, you have different benders. Like the water tribe has water benders. The fire nation has fire benders. Earth nation has earth benders, etc. Um. So. That's the avatar was the one who could do all four, hence keeping balance between all the different tribes. And the third thing was I, um, someone who's never watched the animated series and watching this movie, it just felt like this movie was rushed. I don't know what was rushed from because there was times where there was narration. I'm like, why are you narrating? What what are you narrating? You're right there looking at Ong. And you keep no. And, why do you keep saying no when I say Ong? Because that's not how his name's supposed to be said. We'll, we'll get into okay, that. We'll, we'll get into that later. We'll get into Every time, every time they were st- they were narrating and Soku and Suko, whatever I can't remember, and they were going back and forth, and she was narrating. I'm like, you don't have to narrate. They're right there in front of you. Why you're narrating? This is this is dumb. Right. So I feel yeah, like, there are certain things like that. Yeah, 
Let's let's explain it because I feel like that's not a spoiler. No. Uh, the reason why we're having issues with the names here, Kevin, is because this is existent media. Like this was a co- whole TV series with three seasons, and they're they've changed the names dramatically. No, they didn't change them. They're just mispronouncing them dramatically, and nobody corrected them. Like it's never once said correctly. Like, so it's right. supposed to be Ang, not Ong, okay. not Ong. It's Sokka, not Soka. Yeah. Okay. And Katara. It's, well, should I said that one right? It's it's well, Ira, not Iro. Well, it's odd because it's an American um animation, right? Yeah. No, it's Japanese uh, animation. Well, it, okay, no, it's it, Japanese style, but it is an American animation. No, okay, no, no. And the studio that did it was Japanese. Nickelodeon just hired them out. Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. There's, I'm wondering, I mean, but was it originally, was it originally voice and everything done for America or for Japan? It was it done for America. It, yeah. Okay, so that means an American voice, this Americans had the names pronounced and everything else. And it's done by the American director. M. Night Shyamalan is an American director because he was born in Pennsylvania and he lived in his corner of the world for all of his entire life and was afraid to move out of it. So why would he mispronounce it? Even though I've read and I'm right here claiming that he watched this with his daughter and amongst friends so he can make this movie. How could you, an, why would you do that? I have an opinion on that and I'm not yeah, what's sure your opinion? how correct it is, but Mr. Mr. Shamalama Ding Dong is a little weird, and <laughs> I think he does things just to be weird. What? <laughs> I think I can hear Dallas laughing in here. I I think he does things just to be strange. Like, have you if any of his other movies? There's things in there for shock value, and I think because he knew that this was a based off a cartoon, so it was going to procure a lot of children. He did not want to do the things he normally does for shock, so he changed names. Children could say that. I could say, Aang, "No, no, no, uh, no, no." You're, or... you're. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he couldn't do the things that he normally does in his movies, like jump scares and things like that. So he changed the names as his own twist on it. Okay, so I guess that helps me with the with John getting red over there every single time. I. I... My theory on the topic is I think, and I hate saying this, but I, I feel like M night probably, this is just, again, my opinion. I have no source to back this up, but I have a feeling that uh, M night probably did it to <clears throat> make the names sound more culturally authentic. Then why did he hire so many white people? You know, I, Hey, 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 I, I just saying my just saying my thoughts i know i'm, I'm sorry not. i said it before i th- i realized there's i was greenland, interrupting there's i apologize iceland. i mean they said the great north and canada is the great white north i am not one there's of those people who fall into the canada. camp where it's like oh you're whitewashing things or you know he can't he's indian right i know but like i'm talking about like i don't i'm not one of those people like i thought that johansson was a was not a bad pick for the major in ghost in the shell Right. I'm not one of those people who freak out when they when they do some of that stuff. However, when something is so incredibly grounded in certain cultural things, yes, there's there, there becomes an issue. Like Uncle Ira, uh, and like the entire thing, like he is definitely like it's part of who the character is this Asian grandfather who likes tea. Yes, and you okay. never see that he's a the the guy got that I enjoyed the actor. He was he wasn't a bad actor. Oh yeah, 
mm-hmm. but I mean, he's, he is, I think he's Syrian or, or something like that. But, um, but like his character was not the, the uncle Ira that he should be from the show. And again, that's part of my problem I'm running into with the film is going, I'm, I'm trying to separate. Okay. Let's remove the fact that it's, it's avatar, the last airbender. This is just the last airbender. Could it still be good? And that's what I'm struggling with is I don't think like the, just the elements that, that weren't coming together correctly. Period. Okay, so this film is supposed to be heavily influenced by a particular culture. And yes, the... it's not showing. Okay, so I, I'm not knowing it because there's a lot of these things. I'm watching this movie, like I'm not understanding because it flies by a lot of things pretty fast. The different tribes, the Earthbenders, the Firebenders, and all that, right. are heavily influenced by different Asian cultures, and you see that in the series because they each have their own thing, even with. Um, just their bending style. Like, I want to say one of them, I think it's earth bending. I could be wrong, is based off Muay Thai. One of them is based off Tai Chi, which is water bending. Um, like, they're based off of specific styles of martial arts, and then mm-hmm. they represent the cultures that back those martial arts. Because I was okay. guessing it was martial arts when it had the beginning showing all, um, what I think was um, the Mandarin symbols and everything else. I was like, oh, yes. that's a cool style opening, but I didn't, I didn't went, didn't went to anything talking about it. It felt like to me, right? But All right, I'm looking at IMDb in under the trivia stuff, oh, yeah. and it says this: according to M Night, the mispronunciations of the names of some of the characters, like Aang, Sokka, and Avatar, is due to the fact Sokka. that this, Sokka, hold on, <laughs> he wished to honor the source material and use Asian pronunciation. So John's so right. Like, my question is this: If there's any listeners right now who are who are Asian, you come from an Asian country, or you speak um, one of the quote unquote Asian languages, is do these things translate for you right? Like, is is Ong a better translation than Ang, and in Iro better than Ira? Like, I, I legitimately want to know that from our listeners. Tomato sounds better than tomato. Um, no, you're wrong. Uh, but <clears> I will <throat> say, I will say, as someone who did take a quarter of Japanese in college mm-hmm. um the appropriate pronunciation would be on the appropriate pronunciation would be Iro for uh the uncle uh, soka would be correct in that pronunciation but here's the thing this takes place on a fictitious planet they show the global map on there the continents don't look anywhere similar to ours so the culture can be whatever the writer says it is so, so they can say it whatever they want to. There you go. You just disproved your own fact. So they can say how no. they want to say it. But if, yeah. if you're, the thing is though, if you're making a movie based off a of source material on this planet and the source material says Ang, then the character's name is Ang. Yeah. But it's <laughs> fictional. Know. What's that? It's fictional. It's just fictitious. Just wait till you meet the Florida man uh, benders. <laughs> yeah. yeah we have there's gators. Florida man benders. There are. <laughs> They're the swamp benders. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the, in the TV show there are swamp benders. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Oh my gosh. Florida, South Louisiana. Yeah, cocaine benders too. No. <laughs> no. All right, and on that note, kids, uh, let's talk about our, our rating before we go into the spoilers. Yeah, kids, don't do drugs. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> just say no, Nancy Reagan. Uh, Captain Dallas. Uh, oh, wait. A quick explanation, being as this is only episode two. I uh, keep forgetting right. that 
the people out there in listener land are not a part of our cast, so they haven't discussed this into the ground. Uh, we have a, uh, a rating system here on the bottom shelf where we determine where we're going to file this movie on the top shelf where we have determined that this is in no way a bad movie and its reputation is undeserved. The middle shelf saying, we enjoy this movie, but we can understand why somebody would determine this as a bad movie. The bottom shelf where we acknowledge that this is a bad movie, but for some reason it'd be worth keeping for one reason or another. And then there's the dumpster fire, which is where we throw things that nobody should keep. And quite frankly, nobody should probably watch. So Captain Dallas, as my, my direct supervisor, how would you file this movie? I would file this movie. Again, we haven't even gotten to the spoilers of the film yet. And my biggest thing, God almighty, how to say this nicely. Uh, it's a dumpster <laughs> fire. It's just, it's trash. It's absolutely trash. Let me, let me give you this, let me give you this, this background. I am an individual who can look at a film that's terrible and go, okay, let's re- like franchise films and let's remove the franchise, remove Avatar Last Airbender. Is it good? Now we're going to get into some of the spoiler stuff. It's not good. If I were to remove the entire Nickelodeon franchise from it and it just be a film on its own, which I think Kevin gives us a great standard as someone who hasn't even seen the Nickelodeon stuff, it's not good. It's not a good film. It's a dumpster fire. Throw it away and ignore it and pretend like it never happened. I mean, it's our friend Francisco over at Retro Rewind Podcast, he likes to ignore the fact that Indiana Jones has a fourth film. It's a thing, but we pretend like it's not so that he doesn't have a brain aneurysm. He also ignores that Walt Disney makes good movies. So, Well, we can get into that conversation later. <laughs> but no, it's dumpster fire, throw it out the window. That's my rating. All right. Admiral Celeste, my yes. boss's boss. Uh, how would you rank this movie in accordance to our ranking system? I think the only reason that it should ever be kept on the bottom shelf would be as an example of what not to do. So with that being said, let's throw it out the airlock. Dumpster fire it is. So long. Farewell. Uh, Kevin, my comrade in arms, how do you rank this movie? And I'm super curious to hear what you have to say in the room. I am too. Me, I don't care if it's a centerator or bottom shelf. Because, I mean, like I said, I completely forgot everything about the movie after I watched it. I was like, so much. The only thing I remembered was watching them do fake martial arts a dozen times before one move was made. I'm like, I don't understand. I mean, I can go around, just do all this and just whip up a bottle of Jameson in front of me. I don't know. That's a fun trick. Yeah. I just kept doing it. I was like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? I mean, there was... Uh, I'll talk about it later, but um, yeah, it, it could be bottom shelf or center. I don't care what, what I mean. It, it has no really effect or nothing on me. And I'm just like, I don't ever have to see it again. I, at least I don't have to. I don't think so. So that means that you vote to burn it with fire. Sure, and I don't mind. My... I mean, there was a lot of scenes there just that didn't make sense to me. And I was like, um, even, a, I don't know. It was. The spoiler review is going to get wild. (laughs) The, uh, and of course my vote would be to throw it and the rest of the cast that made it into the dumpster fire. 
Well, I want to say the rest of the cast because we have some good actors from that movie. I you could have fooled and me. actresses. You haven't that, watched any of the recent works. Right? That that movie for me was irredeemable beyond trash, and there should be repercussions for creating it. Is all I'm saying. I wouldn't go as far as to harming the cast because I mean no. they have they to got work. souls. Okay, they have to work. But I'm just, I'm just saying, make them say the sinner's prayer before you throw them in. Oh my gosh! Right, what is, what's the rating, buddy? <laughs> well, maybe they should. Maybe they should have been fire, baptized. Bro. Maybe they should have been baptized before making this movie. Hey, you All know right. what? Maybe that might have made it one step better. It worked for Plan Nine for Outer Space. <laughs> all right. So, what was the file rating? I missed that. Dumpster We're burning fire. it with fire. Dumpster fire. We're all burning it with fire because Kevin was indecided, and so we decided for him. Yeah, I'm fine. All right. With all that being said, children, what's next on our plate? What's next? We have spoilers, and boy, do we. Uh, so let me go ahead and throw that little bumper out, and uh, we will... <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, the spoiler section. Just, we, just go. Just somebody go. Okay, so first off, <laughs> first Celeste, off, Celeste has been chewing on her microphone, waiting every, for the spot. Every name in the whole series is mispronounced, but you, a they get right. <sighs> so, I that was the the story with you. was the one that I was referring to that I feel like they did okay it wasn't it didn't do it justice you didn't have the emotional behind it but you still got the entirety of that story because that story was literally just three episodes but that being said there was so much that happened that they cut out of the whole movie but specifically the back half where katara was learning to be a waterbender and she literally had a face off with paku because he's a little punk and beat him, beat a water master, and they're over here focusing on Ong, and Katara's, I I know, I was doing that sarcastically, Um, and Katara's over here, like, mastering her form of bending, mostly being self-taught, ends up becoming Aang's mentor, because Paku can't get over himself. I need a breath. Somebody else go. Um, All of that. <clears throat> no, yeah. uh, so I, I've 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 literally spent the last week just trying to figure out what could they have done, what could they have done with this movie, because there is no way that they can try to remake something that has already been done well in a way that an existing fan base is going to appreciate it. They could have done um, Kyoshi; she's a fan favorite. What they should have done. I think if they didn't go with my initial idea as far as making a new narrative with the same characters and themes, what they should have done is just done the War of the North and left oh. it at that. Yeah. And gone that into those been good. details. That yeah. would have been good. They also could have done um done the trying to say words. They also could have done the initial finding out that Aang was the avatar because there was a hundred years in that time lapse. They literally could have started it with he, um, 
he finds out he's the Avatar and the reasonings, which contrary to popular belief in the story was not because he didn't have a family. It was because he felt ostracized, but whatever. Um, Then got into the hundred years of watching the Fire Nation take over. My issue isn't just like, again, I I want, I'm watching it and I'm trying to go, all right, let's remove the Nickelodeon franchise completely. The storytelling was atrocious in this film because again, you can't, you can't, you can't remove the Nickelodeon franchise because that was the basis on which they sold it on the, on all the previews. I get that. So they wanted that comparison. They wanted you to think, they wanted you to say, yes, this is the live action entity of this. They didn't really want that comparison. They just didn't know that. The storytelling was terrible. If, if you Mm. were to remove it, if someone were to pitch a movie, Hey, I got this movie. It's about a, a, a boy who has the ability to control all the elements, but he ran away from home and he didn't want to do it. The, you know, the, the elevator pitch that they gave for the original Avatar, right? Mm-hmm. The way that they played that in this whole movie, though, you you have such quick jumps. There's a, there's a scene like where um, when Aang is, uh, he's been captured by the Fire Nation and um, um, Zuko shows up as the Blue Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. The Blue Spirit... I mean, it's just, it's weird. It's like, you have no frame of context of why he'd be willing to do that. Other than maybe he wants to get his right. He wants to get his respect back from his father, but you don't it, like there's, it, it just seems out of character for him to help avatar. Mm-hmm. And then you have scenes in it where like, like when he's in that little practice chamber and then literally the next frame, he's outside of the practice chamber, 150 feet away from it, jumping on, on, on things. You're like, how did this happen? Yeah. Like the You're talking about when good. when they were trying to escape from the Fire Nation. Yeah. Then you had like when they were escaping from the uh, they were in prison with the Earthbenders. All of a sudden, like it, it like he's jumped out and like he's he's fighting these other people. And in all the shots, all of the far- martial arts shots, they felt like they were demo shots. It wasn't. Yeah. Like, it was like it was almost like somebody's like, "Hey, we're going to do all these great martial arts stuff. Hey, let's get some demo shots, see what it looks like, and then we'll we'll clean it up." And they never did. I feel like. A lot of the movie would have been helped had they actually had people who knew the form of martial arts they were supposed to be doing. Because all of the bending moves are based off of real martial arts. So two, so, tho- two thoughts. Yeah. Two thoughts here. Um, one, the martial arts and the bending in this movie. God awful. God oh, yeah. freaking awful. Like the bending, like you could see the element coming at you. It moved so slow. Right. And it's just like. Oh, Why I am didn't so you afraid. Duck that? I, it, there was it's no just excitement like, to it. There was no impact to the bending. It just seemed stupid. And then right. I had the and then the other thought was one I just had while you were talking, Dallas. And it's the meanest thing I could say about this movie. Oh no. But it is so true. You know what was a better Avatar movie that covered the entire series than this movie? What? The uh, the Ember Island players at the end of season three. Yes, that was better. <laughs> they that recapped better. the entire series so much better. <laughs> so much better. <laughs> and they did it in a half an hour. So it can be done. Kevin, you will understand that joke later. <laughs> so oh my, my, my issue with it is, is that when I very first watched this movie, I was like Kevin and I had not watched the show. And I went, this is a terrible movie, but everyone loves the series. Why? And so I went and watched the series. And now I'm just angry. (laughs) I came to this podcast and chose violence. (laughs) 
Kevin, you've been silent, buddy. I just love listening to you bender nerds rant on. <laughs> yeah, we will. Trust me. You give me enough rope, I will hang somebody with it. <laughs> okay. Um, I just found a lot of errors in the film. That's why I was watching. Uh, one of the things I noticed Samalan always chooses to do, which I never, never understand that how he's like, I'm going to be on the world's lookout list for the worst child actors I could find and zoom on their face as close as possible and make sure you can't see their top of their forehead and just go so close where you can't see nothing. And I'm like, I never understood what's that style choice. I know he's a huge comic book person, but you know, there's things that work for comic books that don't work for films. And he does that. And I, I never liked that style. And he zoomed in on, on Aang's forehead because the tattoo was wrong. That's why it was. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I thought it was a cool look design style, but again, I never watched the animation and all I've seen is like from right here, it's just showing a solid blue that's glowing. Yes. Well, that's okay, how oh. it is. Yeah. Even, when glows, even when it's, when even it, when it doesn't blue. glow, it's blue. Yeah. It's so a solid like, blue line. So I'm guessing maybe he was trying to do more Japanese style by having Japanese symbols. If it was, I don't read Japanese. I don't speak Japanese. So you know, I don't have to worry about that. It didn't look Japanese to me. It looked more. It didn't look. Um, it looked more. It looked more Indian. But I mm-hmm. did again. I could be wrong. And when I say Indian, I mean like you know from India, not yeah, American, yeah, yeah. Native American. Um, um, other honestly, thing I would say the least of the issues of this movie. Yeah, my, I, I was like, okay. Um, I, I I like when when I see a person when they film and how they choose to use their camera. And there's certain areas he puts the camera a certain way. I'm like, why are you doing this? Or someone's talking and the camera's not pointing at the person that's talking. It's pointing at the people just stand there staring. I'm like, point the camera to someone talking. I want to see the person talking. And then he points to the person talking and they'll be quiet. And then you'll see their face still. And he'll someone will be talking behind them and he'll have the camera still facing them. I, I hate that. I hate that in the movie. It's very not right, proper technique of filming. In, in but, this, oh, sorry, go ahead. But a very major uh, a plot I've seen, which I didn't understood, was when he took on the Avatar thing, and they arrest him or so forth in handcuffs. And when they put him in handcuffs, I'm like, but you're supposed to be an earthbender. You could take this whole place down, but you're just being arrested and you're powerless because they put handcuffs on you? These people have need fire. You can douse a fire with quick with dirt and water, and they you can control everyone. Come on, are you serious? Just wait are you stupid? You meet, just wait till you meet Toph, and Who's you Toph? realized that she's not in this movie. She's in the second season. But oh, you're talking about the animated series? Yes. Yeah. I'm talking about the movie. Oh, about I know. Oh, we know. Someone who hasn't watched the series, and so stuff like that happened. We're oh. excited for you to watch the series. Okay, I mean. <sighs> I know it's a lot of bad things, but can I at least say one good thing I loved about this film? I mean, I absolutely, absolutely loved about this film. Sure. You're, you're going to be that, the only one who does. You're entitled to your opinion. The music. The music oh, yeah. is fantastic. James Newton Howard. Oh, my God. I could listen to this music, you know, just driving or whatever, and it's freaking phenomenal. It really is good. Yeah. You don't think so? You're probably, you're probably just trying to kill your brain, but this music is good. Okay, the camera shots were not good. The actors and actresses were not good. Um, one actor looked like he was trying to be good, but I think he was like being read the lines by someone behind the camera. It's like, okay, now say this, and he's reading it. But the music was great. 
Yeah, I'll give you that. The music was good. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Wait, you going to say the music's not good, John? No, no. I I honestly don't remember the music, Kevin. I was too busy being well, no. visually uh, visually assaulted by what was happening on screen. So <laughs> the music is very next similar. Time, next time, to just the... listen to the music and listen to when that violin when it just scores to that certain note and it just lays there. I was like, wow, that's really nice. The music it is the it... only thing that held true to the series. Oh, is that the music in the, seri- in the series? The music in the series. Yeah, it's is very great. similar. Yeah, it's very okay. similar. He had his own takes on it, but it is it was a it was different in a good way. Alright. So, but yeah. Yeah, I in, in our little side chat here, Celeste asked me if I was gonna bring out Zeos and You did the that you always do right before you what do was, that. Was that was it the angry kid that just stayed angry just to be angry throughout the whole flipping <laughs> no, movie? Okay. No, that's a it's a reference to another podcast, John and I are on. It's a reference. No, no. The, the character in this movie that had the scar in his face. I can't That's remember Zuko. 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 That one that was just angry. It was like, look at me. I'm angry. It's like, oh my God. What, why? And he's like, everything's angry. It's like, dude. See? And if I don't they had done the special, angry. If they'd done the special effects makeup correctly and made his burn as intense as it was supposed to be, you would understand why he's well, angry. Not just that. Like, I think he brings up a great point about the fact that the lack of storytelling. Yeah. You don't understand why the kids, like, he has a legitimate reason to be angry. There's mm-hmm. some legitimate reasons why things are there. There's a lot of emotional pulls that are absent yeah. from the film as a whole. There are key scenes throughout the entire thing where, like, man, this should have a big impact on the story, but it doesn't. And then you have characters acting like there's been some great change in their lives, and you don't understand what the change is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was facing for me watching this movie. I was right there, looking as at the very just the very beginning. Other than the whole reading the content of reading the the titles that she was saying and so forth. Mm-hmm. And when they introduced the avatar kid um, and everyone's going after him, but you don't know why they're going after him. They don't, there's no really impact. Although the people are being so emotionally pushed, like we've got to save him. It's like, why you just met them. You don't know anything about this kid. Now I will troublemaker. say, why would you want to be that desperate to save a kid that you don't nothing about? I will I say ha- that in the first episode that they, you still have that, that issue of, you don't understand, but you become you come to understand. Sorry, what were you going to say, John? I felt, I felt no emotion towards this kid. Why? And it, I, I think the hundred year thing. Those skeletons don't look like they're hundred years. They look like they've only been like maybe twenty years. Oh, don't get me started on the skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> like that necklace had no mold, no crap, no nothing on that necklace. I'm like, that's the cleanest looking necklace. Before, before I get into my rant about that, John, what were you going to okay, say? Okay, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So I had a thought, another another thought about this movie version of this. I, mm-hmm. I I have two thoughts. One is one I thought of while you guys were talking. Another one's one I one that I've been I've had for a while. Uh, right. The one I had when you guys were just talking is I came to the realization that this movie is basically a retelling of the Golden Child for oh kids. My gosh. I don't know what John, that is. John, why do you do this to me? <laughs> is why do is that the one with Eddie Murphy? Movie? Yes. Yes. Okay. I never saw it, so I was curious. <laughs> oh, that might end up on the list down the road. <laughs> what? That movie's fantastic. I love that movie. I know. Well, I was wondering because Eddie Murphy's right now making. They're, they're talking about making a sequel to it. I I would watch that. 
In fact, you just made that just made my day. Thank you for telling me that. <laughs> but to get getting to my second thought that I had, and this is a thought that I've had for a long time. Okay. Uh, no, we have we have a we have a uh, someone from the UK here. You can't make the P sign or the number two backwards. It means something to him. Oh. <laughs> hey, Ireland, not UK. There's a difference. <laughs> Republic of Ireland. We're our own over country. the pond. Not... No politics. Yes. What were you, you saying, John? <laughs> Uh, I apologize, Kevin. I did not mean to uh, insult. I accept your, your apology. I accept your apology. <laughs> uh, but this movie suffers from the same problem that a lot of uh, movies that are based off of Stephen King novels suffers from. In that, it its source material is far too large to do justice to any one part. And as a result, all parts suffer because all parts are so interdependent upon the other parts that you can't do it right. Right. There's no way you could make a cinematic version of Avatar or Stephen King movie and do justice to the source material unless you're doing a miniseries. Yeah. I'll give you that. That's the reason why Stephen King miniseries are so much better than Stephen King movies. I think, though... And I agree with you wholeheartedly. But if they had taken the time to flesh things out, if they had given it the the Lord of the Rings treatment. Make three movies? Make three for movies one season? For, for one season. I think you could have done well. Yeah. I think it, yeah. it would have done done well with the, with the story. But again, it, it's just such a big story. I mean, it's, well, it's 20 episodes. This is the same problem I have with Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man three, where they have Venom, Spider-Man. the entire story arc of of Peter getting the symbiote and then it going to Eddie Brock, that should have been two different stories. And the fact that they combine these two, and I know why they don't think they're getting another shot, so one put everything together, just kills it. You can't yeah, that tell movie that was much pretty story. rushed. That so, movie was pretty rushed. Well, Sam mm-hmm. Raimi didn't even. And I know we're getting off the topic of of uh, the Last Airbender, but who wants to talk about that heap of garbage? Uh, <laughs> Sam Raimi didn't even want to do have Venom in the third movie movie studio mm-hmm. choice. It, w- it was pushed on him. He, they, he wanted to go with Sandman. Mm. That yeah. would have been good. Mm-hmm. So back, I like the Sandman in that movie. Back to the, the other one. I feel like if they had paid attention to smaller details, it would have made people less angry for. So example, the skeletons at the first air temple monk gyatso which i'm probably butchering that because it's been a while since i've watched the first no you said it right you said it right (laughs) monk gyatso in the series was found in a closed room surrounded by skeletons in fire nation uniforms if you pay attention to that you realize that monk gyatso went I'm going to take as many out as I can, even if it kills me. And he took all the air out of the room until they all died. Having him out in the open is a vast overlooking of a small thing that would have been very easy to do. That gave you in the weight of the story. Yes. Because even if you don't realize it, just seeing one skeleton surrounded by another by like five or six others you understand he went down with a fight just having him laying there makes it seem like he didn't fight at all 
Is that something that happened in this series compared yes. to the yes. movie game? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So Sick. it's a, but it's a, an example of even if they were going to do everything else they did, paying attention to a small detail would have done a lot to smooth things over. Okay. Um, here's something I would bring up. Again, I didn't watch this anime series. I'm just going by what they show in the movie. In the beginning, or sort of beginning, after they catch um, the kid, um, I keep forgetting his name because it's so boring anyways. Um, <laughs> his name um, is Aang. Aang, okay, I'll say Aang. Um, Aang, because you have watched the series. They take him on the ship and they put like this rock, water, and fire and everything else in front of him. Right, and he wants to see if those move, but he's surrounded by all these elements. How come none of these elements ever move around him throughout the entire film, so, even when they catch him? Like yeah. they should be always like vibrating or miniature vibrating or something moving. It's like those three moved. Those three had something inside that he put in front of a table that was different from all the other elements, or it's just like, oh, we're just gonna make a movie happen. That You're was a wrong. terrible. That was a terrible thing that Shyamalan added because yeah. that okay. was I not just, in the show. No. Okay, because I was looking as like, okay, this is moving, but. He is surrounded by earth, which is nothing but water, dirt, fire, and, earth, and nothing else is moving around him yep. unless he's doing his fake martial arts route. I Again. think it then, was um, it was Shyamalan's way of trying to bring in the test to be Avatar that he talked about later, um, but it yeah, was just poorly done. Yeah, I just th- I was like, everything else should be moving. He should be naturally walking on top of water. Because everything should be just like always bending and moving towards him. Like he could bend anything, but then again, he can't bend everything. Yeah. Like all those um, that at the end scene with all the wooden ships that were crashing and the way he did all the water and everything else, which was, I thought was a well shot. That was probably the only thing that was well shot through me throughout the entire film, but that Mm -hmm. was pure for trailer. That was like a trailer shot. So that's why it was well shot that whole end scene. It's it's but, one of those things of they're not they didn't explain the world well, so you don't understand why things only move when he tells them to move. Yeah, they did not and do those, a good job of explaining. Oh, so all those people in the ships were fire benders, right? Yes. Right. Why were they surrounded by water? Would you think of a different way the, the, of I mean, doing that? There's no way of getting there. They don't have planes. There's no way but for them I'm, to get I'm, to this island area up north. Well, Aang had that airplane thing they couldn't do the airplane thing or that was only, no, no, that, that was only for airbenders thing. only for airbenders okay mm. he's and using his airbending to make it move and let's let's talk about the firebenders for a moment okay, okay. yeah you have to have fire like you could just you could easily defeat those idiots they're easy they're nothing you are tapping on something that mm. what? John, John and I are having a moment dirt and water overcomes fire and it's about the same thing little, they had little fire they had fire the size of me me glass right here and i'm like they're like you can make that into a tornado fire? Come, on, john. come on man go oh, ahead john i've ranted enough just taking a couple of breaths because i told celeste no incomprehensible screaming and i'm you don't have to scream because i'm having headphones on please don't scream i got headphones on so in the show Firebenders could generate their own fire. No. In the show, yes. Yes. Ira and when Sozin's comet was there. No. Because even nope. Aang generated fire by with the leaf when he was gen- when he was uh learning from uh the dude with the moppy white hair. I can't remember. You're his name. right. I'm sorry. That'd be cool. So if the- they can get a combustible item and just create fire in their and, own like that. And every time every time yeah. 
every time, and that was the reason why Zuko and Aang had to go find the uh, Sun Warriors. It's mm-hmm. because Zuko couldn't make fire anymore when he That's would punch. Right. You're right. So You're right. In, in the TV show, they could generate their own fire. In this movie, they had to have fire available to them. Mm-hmm. And then it was all of a sudden, it was like, oh my gosh. Iroh was j- making his own fire. What's happening? Oh, it's just like, Legitimately, no, Iroh was a beast. Not in this movie, but just in general. So no, I, I agree. have a question, but so of all the, of all these, um, avatars, the fire benders are the only ones that can generate their own while all the others have to have the source material. Near Correct. Them. So they, the idea is that they use the environment around them to generate things. So like, waterbenders can bend water by bending sweat or moisture okay. in the air. Or they can pull um, water out of cells. Or they can, if you're a bloodbender, which is... Which is a very, very advanced form, and you don't find out about until season three, John. <laughs> uh, but you can control the very liquids inside a person's body. Ooh, that sounds cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. I can I think personally, of more mature things to do with it, but anyway... I personally, if I t- found out I was a bloodbender and I was fighting somebody, I would just pull all the moisture out of a person's body. Like I they would do just make the them plants. wet themselves. I'm Empty their bladder. Done. Everybody, if you, this anybody, if so they dark. wet themselves <laughs> in the middle dark. of a fight, they're going to go, oh my God. And Why stop. stop there, Celeste? Just give them, just give them very liquid diarrhea and just, nah. Because that Next comes with a smell, John. That I'm comes with a I'll smell. Give a, I'll give him a hemorrhage. I'm a vampire. <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> Bloodbender. Here, here's the thing. Mixing our lore here. What, what's your thing, John? Here, here, here's the thing. We, we, can, we can rant about this movie long, for more time than there is in this movie. I mean, we've, yes. I think we've made this obvious. I yeah. think we've hit on a lot of the major problems with this, and we'll be picking nits until the sun comes up. True. Uh, so I think this would be a good time to cap off the spoiler review. <laughs> we've already, we've already tossed the film into the dumpster fire. Uh, it, I, it's time for the chaplain of the group to make the weak connections here. All right. I think that movie started, started to recover from the fire. Should I put more gasoline on it? Yes. Yes. Okay, here, more Shoot it out your mouth like Ira. <laughs> John, play that beautiful stinger for us. This is a weak connection. All right, it is time for the weak connections where we give a weak spiritual connection to the film. Uh, these are thankfully named after our good friend Ben Avery over at Strangers and Aliens. Strangers and Aliens. I was going, I was about to say Welcome to Level 4 or Level 7. Welcome to Level 7. That's a different podcast by Ben Avery. (laughs) Ben Avery is on a thousand other podcasts. Um, Anyways, here's my weak connection for this. Um, And it's actually a bit of a slam to the movie at at the same time. Uh, (laughs) One of my major problems with the film is if you go into it, it looks like you're, you get lost because you're missing key moments. You're missing key connections. And so the story doesn't make sense. It doesn't work for you because you're missing key information 
from the greater story. This is the equivalent of somebody, in my opinion, who goes to the scriptures and they pull one thing out of context and they're lost. They're confused. They don't know what's going on because they don't have the greater context of the passage or the book itself that they're reading. Um, we get a saying in my church. It's called, if you don't have the context, you'll be conned by the text. And it's a really key thing when we when we go to God, when we're looking for the scriptures, we need to have context. I had a, we had a great example this past week at my church. We have a small group. We had a guy come in. He's new to the church and everything. And we're talking about uh, a passage in Isaiah. And um, we're talking about it. And so we get around the room and we get to him. So, hey, man, what, what are your thoughts? Help us out. And he goes, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I am so confused right now. I am so lost. I'm like, okay, well, well, let's let's deal with that. What's going on? He goes, well, I've been reading this verse every day this week. I've read the chapter every day this week trying to figure it out, but I still have no confu- no idea what's happening. The dude is very new and very raw to the church and very raw to Christianity. And what the problem was, he had not, he had no frame of reference for the context of what was happening in Isaiah. So we paused and we gave him kind of a brief history of what was happening here in Isaiah. So he understood. And this is my encouragement for folks as you're listening. When you guys go to the Bible, and again, some of you who are listening, maybe you're not Christians, you already, you already checked out because you're like, okay, why are we doing this religious thing? I need you to understand that context is key. And so often people take things out of, out of context. And, and this happens in the church too. I don't want to act like this is just uh, secular individuals, but they twist the scriptures and they use it to their own good, to their own being. We need to be better than that. We need to go to the scriptures and we need to look up in context and we need to do this uh, when we look at the whole thing in context, understand what it really means and apply it appropriately to our lives. That is a key aspect of Christianity in our faith is walking this out in context. And like I said, this film, everything that we disliked about it is because things were taken out of context and slapped together and there was no depth to it. Your walk as a Christian will be so much better if you are willing to look at the entirety of the source material, which is the word of God and look at things in context. So that's my weak connection. What are your guys' thoughts? Um, I like your weak connection, but I have my own. Is that allowed? I did it too. Yeah, go for it. Okay. So the actual part that I I was like, yeah, they didn't do too terrible with this about the story of Yue, who as a baby had, had basically died and they gave her to the moon spirit. The moon spirit gave her life, which, you know, that's a whole, whole different religious discussion. Um, But when they killed the moon spirit, and Ira goes, this is why you have life. Not saying that, that we all have to die, but we all have a purpose in our lives. Even if we haven't come to it, even if we haven't fulfilled it, it's still something that we are always moving towards. Even if it's not just one singular purpose, maybe it's our purpose is meant to be ongoing, but we have a purpose, even if we don't know what it is. That, that's, that's my thing. John, what about you, man? I don't, I don't got anything to add this week. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna ride on your coattails because I, I probably, probably if I was gonna come up with a bad, connect, uh, weak connection on this one, I'd start talking about the unforgivable sin. So let's just, <laughs> let's just move on. <laughs> All right, cool beans. Well, that was our weak connection. <laughs> you skipped over Kevin. Oh, Kevin right, might Kevin, have you have a weak connection. I always get skipped over. Apparently, I'm a weak connection. It's the shirt. <laughs> it's the shirt. We, our eyes yeah. are instantly averted from the coconut Florida shirt. <laughs> Kevin, you got a weak connection, uh, I, bud? I'm sorry. I didn't write anything down. I, I couldn't think of a weak connection other than being a weak movie. That's all right. 
It's all good, man. All right. Christ can perfect everything, so maybe you know, you know, maybe, maybe we could have found some perfection if I think a this, Baptist may have made this movie instead of. I think this one's just going to be the chaff that gets yeah. burnt in the fire. Well, it looks like it's already finished burning up now. Oh, so. good. <laughs> Dang, I should have grabbed my marshmallows. Uh, that they just would have made your marshmallows taste bitter. Well, we we can go back to the planet now and get the marshmallows. <laughs> we could. So Put another log on the fire. Roast them over the next movie? Well, the next two movies that we have to discuss in our next two episodes, because a little peek behind the curtain for the you listeners at home, uh, we record we record two episodes at a time. <laughs> uh, maybe they're listening to a car, or maybe they're listening on their own spaceship. Hey, Why you know, be home? I'm just saying, out in listener land, wherever you are. Uh, <laughs> the next two movies on the list is Q and Battlefield Earth. Oh. <sighs> gonna make people angry with that one <laughs> i've never saw either one of those you've never seen oh. battlefield earth oh. oh you're gonna rant homie <laughs> this is going to be a conversation i mean i've been i've actually been to the church there in tampa anyway scientology move it moving on <laughs> that is a discussion plane. for John, next time for us buddy what's that <laughs> Land this plane for us, man. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, we want to thank you guys for coming along on this ride with us through this uh, movie. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you like what you hear, uh, please like, rate, subscribe, and do all that stuff on whatever, wherever you are hearing this podcast. That helps us out and puts us in front of other like-minded visual- individuals like yourself. Um, please Follow us on the other things that places that you can find us. Kevin has the Dapper Man on YouTube. I highly recommend. John, land the plane. Let, let's land the plane. And talk about that. We're tired of this planet. Let's, let's the land the plane. Talk Man's about it. It's a great stuff. YouTube show. It is. Uh, uh, Dallas and Celeste have Calm Talk on all the uh, podcasting networks, as well as Geek Devotions on YouTube. And Celeste and I are both on playing games with strangers and supersonic pod comics. Yeah. And, and I have a podcast on the geek devotions network with Steve McDonald called primitive rhythm machine. And I have my band (laughs) named mezzanine. Check us out on the Facebook pages or yeah, that's where we're found is on Facebook at the moment. Am I forgetting about mezzanine? Really, dude? This is this is yeah. this is about this is about the tree comment earlier, wasn't it? Or the tur <laughs> the turkey, the turkey years that you've been in the How country. How do you spell mezzanine? <laughs> Maybe the listeners don't know what mezzanine is. There will be links down below in sure. the show notes. We'll, we'll go with that. And I'm going to wrap this show up in aluminium and uh <laughs> Call it good. So for everybody at home, thanks for listening. Stay devoted and love and peace. Just to be different. No, because I'm a a fan of Trigun. There's some fans outside the ship. They skipped through the entire movie pretty much. They rushed the entire thing. Like it didn't like explain things fully. The movie could have been as bad as it is right now. And if they had just called him Aang once. Wow, the fans are still upset outside. (laughs) I love that so much. All right, everybody. Good night. 